First time recording anywhere, not oh yeah, but say not in Houston. That means Beaumont. Yeah, but yeah, because obviously at the house we live together. But yeah. <laughs> so here we are. So yes, we're here, and we're gonna switch up the cadence. Normally, I ask you, how are you doing? But I know that I made some promises in a couple episodes ago. This is not a surprise. There are some surprises this episode, but uh, right that next episode that is a teach episode. I was going to reinstate mm-hmm. the crazy cocktails, and I did. I was like that tea. I was like, no. So we have this without further ado. I've tried it, and obviously, because I had to make it. Natalie has it. So I'm going to let you go and try it. Do you want to tell you what it is first? And then you try it? Okay. So you don't want to go. So as you know, the the weather is starting to get a little sunny outside. So I was like, we need something that's let's go. We need something that's, you know, like refreshing that we gonna go that we can buy the pool. But then I was thinking like that's just so basic. So like I was like this will be indicative of the spring summers that we're gonna have. So nice and refreshing with a little spice. That's why I knew you're gonna like it. So in front of you you have a pineapple jalapeno margarita. So go on and tip, tip. I, so I infused the tequila with the jalapenos. I did not do it for as long as you did that one time that tried to kill us. Uh, oh, I did do it overnight. So maybe it's still, but I tasted it and the kick is good, but I added agave in there. So it kind of still has a little bit of the sweetness just okay. to, to get it. So yes, drinks up in our fancy little cups we have here. Pinkies out when we drink and stuff. Uh-huh. Is it, is it hit, is it, it, see, so you get that burn, but then it's also like, (sighs) I think this is also why I was starting to get really hot. I mean, I have on sweatpants, but (laughs) I was like, ooh, that little extra kick might've did a little something, something. Good, right? I was not expecting for you to say jalapeno. I mean, you just knew. (laughs) I was ready, I was ready. It's good, too, I was like, so when I was saying last night when I was recording, (laughs) when I was recording the content, I didn't use the jalapeno tequila. I just used the regular tequila Uh, because I was like, I don't want to waste it all and have to infuse more. So I was like, I hope it turns out good with the jalapenos, but yeah, Uh, I mean, it Mm -hmm. just made me miss spicy margaritas. What was the one you used to get? Well, no, remember we at Whiskey Cake that one time, the first time we went, and the, mm-hmm. was it just a jalapeno margarita? Cucumber hope? Um, I think I asked him to put habaneros in it. Ah, um, 
which if they infuse their tequila, mm -hmm. they just be muddling. Yeah, like, when you and I bought one of those things too. But anyway, yes, you can check our Instagram and TikTok for the recipe because your boy's been working on his content. So we're there. So now that the drink is out of the way, yes. how have you been? You know, it's only been a week. So there's, <laughs> it's only been a week. This is the shortest time between us seeing each other. But it is the shortest. But a lot of things have happened. For you. <laughs> so, okay, let's update us. Update us in the world. I'm not broke no more. Please. Let's go. Yeah, no, so I'm not broke anymore. Um, I'm not rich. Don't get but me wrong. We're not get broke. Twisted, but I'm it's not okay. Broke. Middle class is a good place. That's to where I want to be. Now. Right here. Right what is off No the tax problems. Hitch. Yep, yep. Stay in the pocket. <laughs> right here. Right here. Right here. But no, I, so that basically I started my new job. Ooh, ooh. And um, it's going fairly well. Yeah. For it to be a completely like telehealth um, environment, mm -hmm. I feel really connected to my coworkers. Good. And there's a lot of support. And there's, they're all super nice. Like, it's just, it has been really great and very mm -hmm. organized, like a whole onboarding process. I think, uh, did I share a little bit of this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. about your uh -huh. cohort was like eight or 10 or yeah. something. Yeah, and so it, it's really nice, um, but it was really nice to get seeing check. this first check. Hey man, um, something about checks. Just it's just sick, Invigorates right? your soul. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So that was really nice. Um, so I feel like now I'm, I'm able just to kind of get back on my feet and just do the things that I know that I can do. Um, like you were telling me off camera that I'm really good at budgeting when I have money, <laughs> but that was the whole struggle. Mm -hmm. So I can have money and still not. Be <laughs> so this is where we, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yo, I walked into his house with the family dollar and some, a family dollar bag and some tuna. Wait, like, you went to family? You didn't go to Dollar Tree? I the Dollar Dollar Tree. Oh, okay. I was like, and some tuna and some like snap peas. And this nigga was like, you ain't, I thought you got paid today. Because <laughs> thought so. I did, but we still, we still here. But that's only because she got a lot of stuff going on this weekend yeah. that she gonna use phones for. Because I was but showing I actually am not. Oh, okay. I mean. You got I, two dinners. Yes, well, so. This weekend, um, I'm meeting my cousin for the first time in a long time. Right, I about to say, I haven't heard y'all say Because y'all yeah. used to it, well, out here, like, y'all do once a month? Yeah. Or like, so? Well, I'm, I don't know if we have made it a thing, but we oh. always just go eat and then do, like, the Ikea at home. Uh -huh. tour. So, mm -hmm. that's what we're doing. I'm super excited. Get to see her. Um, okay, okay, okay. And I need stuff for the house. Like, I need gotcha. stuff to organize things. So, Ikea at home. And I still have that gift card to Ikea. I'm telling you. <laughs> It's all the Lord time. Is time mine, you know, Christian. Anywho, but yeah, other than that, we're doing pretty well. I feel like just overall, well, because I got money. God, <laughs> money really does rule everything around you. Cash rules everything around um, me. I feel good, just like physically wise. I'm getting okay. back in the swing of just like what I was out here, mm -hmm. and um, I think just now time is just needed and consistency, and so. Okay. Looking forward to just how that affects me, and I, I feel like I'm about to start seeing more faster results sooner. Mm -hmm. um, just feeling myself, and so excited about that. My good, little nephew Neff is doing so uh, and good. I, did I mention meeting him? In, yes, I did, because we record yeah. after that. So yeah, little football. <laughs> so, has he grown bigger? He has. Oh, okay. I swear 
just looks different every day. Oh, yeah, well, they're chameleons so for the first. They really are. Well, what yeah. did they say? Like first year? First six months? Uh-huh. They be just molding. Just molding. Like a potato. Like his face is like filling out. Anywho, I wish I could go on and on. About I'm that. sure you could. Um, but yeah, he's doing good. His parents are doing well. That's good. <laughs> I feel like I try my best to acknowledge them because mm-hmm. now I just go straight. To hit, okay. right, yeah. you, not a priority anymore. Then, no. yeah, it's funny. I, I saw on Facebook, Crystal posted. Uh, apparently, Stella Rosa has a new flavor, cranberry, and she yeah. was she reposted something like somebody posting it and was like, "Ooh!" And then I was thinking, "You pregnant?" And I was like, "This girl had the baby." <laughs> <laughs> Yep, he is there. Because how old is he? Three weeks now? Yeah, that's a Three or four. On Mon- next week. Next week? Yeah. Yeah, next Monday. Because, yeah, it was like right before the last up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, and she yeah. has a birthday. Her birthday is Saturday. So we're going to do something special. For right, because her and my brother have the same birthday. Yeah. My brother's coming out here for his birthday. I mean, he oh, was his sure. friend, 20. Oh, this okay. is the 20. I only keep up because I'll be 30. He'll be 20. 10 years. It's really simple. Oh, he was born in 2003. Simple. I was born in 93. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, the, the weirdest thing is I was talking to my mom when I went home to record. Mm-hmm. And I had lunch with her. And she was telling me about, again, so everybody's, apparently everybody's great at budgeting but me. But so my mom <laughs> was telling him, like, he wanted to do something for his birthday, right? And so he was putting money aside to get a house out here for his friends to come to and my mom was like just when you get them send it to me that way you don't touch it so yeah she was sending him the money back to get it but I'm also like he was spending like $1,100 on a house and I'm like it's your birthday probably two because Sunday's Easter but I'm like why are you paying for this for your birthday your friends should be splitting this true you know but they're 20 so and it's not like you going out because you can't drink if you go out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old enough. So I know you're going to end up drinking at the house, but right. then I'm also like, why aren't they splitting this with you? Because I'm sure they're staying the night. I'm so, I, that, yeah. I was like, what? Especially at that age. I mean, and granted, he makes Because if they money. don't split it, then I'm going to need a birthday gift. Like, a couple. That, yeah. Unless I'm buying the house and y'all buying all the liquor, but how they going to buy the liquor is they all probably young. So that's where the thing is. And he is, ne- I will say that he has never reached out to me to get him alcohol. I probably would if he was just staying there yeah. and wasn't leaving, especially if he's out here. But. Mm. That's not this weekend. That's the next weekend. But not like tomorrow, but the following. Well, speaking of mom, how is she doing? Huh? Your mom? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? No, she's good. <laughs> yeah, I know. It went a little fast. Uh, no, yeah, she's good. We sat and had lunch, uh, bre- lunch, but at Black Bear Diner, so it was like oh, breakfast and lunch. I've and never been there. I've been twice with her. It's by the gas station, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Actually, I'm lying. I when I was working at that job that we don't talk about but before <laughs> I went to the position that we don't talk about which we'll get into some this episode um, one of my training things was with someone that was out in that area and she, we went to eat at the Black Bear Diner in League City that had just opened at the time mm-hmm. and that was my first time then it was good and then this one it's just always breakfast so it's like yeah. breakfast food but we caught up for a little bit but her lunch was an hour and she works like 15 minutes away so but she was late as always um, <laughs> but no she's good dad and stepmom they're good nothing Trying to think, I didn't really didn't see him because I like got there, took a nap, yeah. then went to your house. Yeah, and by the time I got back, they were sleeping. And then I left it like what I I that Saturday, I was trying to figure out what it was. This is the I guess we're into how I'm doing. The <laughs> only eventful stuff that has happened to me, like Saturday after I woke up from the podcast thing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was like, I wanted to get on the road early because I wanted to relax at home. I didn't want to have to da da da. But I literally my alarm went off maybe like 8 30, 9 o'clock. Uh-huh. And I 
I got up. I didn't hear anything like in the house. I'm like, what are they doing? So I laid in bed for a little bit. Then at about like 9.30, got up and I was like, okay, it's time. I said, I wanted to be on a road by like 10 something. Got up, brushed my teeth. I had leftovers from Black Bear Diner. Um, so I was like, let me warm my food. So I ate my food, went back in the bed and I was just like, I didn't, but I never went to sleep. I just could, I was like, my body was like, no. And I was like, this is so weird because I actually got a decent amount of sleep. So I was like, I don't know what this is. And then Saturday, when I got back here, finally, because I left at like one, at three. Again, I'm trying, I'm jumping. New, breaking news. Uh, jumping back into this dating thing. So we're on a little date Saturday, which I did tell you about because I cheated on you and went to Gringo's. Yes, I did. we saw the evidence. Yes. Um, so that was cool. And then literally Sunday, I woke up and I was just like, that same feeling of just like exhaustion. I was like, what the fuck? And then finally, like Sunday afternoon, the sinuses. And I was like, oh my God, I couldn't breathe. I was sneezing. Air quality is not good. Oh my God. And I was like, what? And then I didn't want to leave the house, but I didn't have any daytime sinus medicine. I only had nighttime. So. Knocked out. No, I didn't even take that. I was like, I didn't know what, I didn't know what sinuses at first. I thought I was just getting sick. And I was like, no, 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 no. So the first thing I do when I get sick, what do I take? Amoxicillin. Yep. So I popped an amoxicillin and I was like. Amoxicillin is probably three years old. No, no, because you're right. Uh, I got some in like December. So. (laughs) And I only had two pills left. So I was like, (laughs) hopefully this. So I took it at like six. (laughs) Literally, I would do that. Took that, and then it was like six o'clock, and you know, take it every twelve. So then I was gonna take some more before I went to, excuse me, work out Monday morning. But then I was like, no, okay, I don't feel that bad. That shit hit on Monday, and I was like, oh no. But then everybody kept talking about their sinuses and out, and I was like, so that's what it is. So I went and got some allergy meds, and I've literally been popping them every morning, (laughs) like just one a day. But then I had my nighttime Theraflu stuff to get the, the, so feeling better now. Mm -hmm. The jalapenos are probably gonna nice open all that up. But literally, that has literally been the most exciting thing that has happened to me in the week is my allergies fucking up. That's probably it. That was a hefty. That, was that a laugh? I didn't know. I thought the, the chair did something. So I was like, I don't know what that is. But yeah, no, that's literally, I don't know, which I guess I'm happy that life is boring and uneventful right now. Because work is still kicking my ass, which we are going to be in our hustling bag for this topic. So we'll get into some stuff in regards to that. But that's it. I, oh. Let me sip a drink for this. Uh-oh. I should sip too, but I've been sipping, 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 sipping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we t- thanks. Uh, so we'll have to match. I, and see, the other thing, I was going to make like a picture, mm-hmm. but then I was like, what if she don't want it? Or what if she wants to do her low carb? Mm. I was like, what if you want to do your vodka thingy instead? Yeah, I mean, so I, I brought like, it, but I was like, huh? Yeah, but I can easily make more. I have plenty more to, uh, tequila. But, um, oh, so I didn't make a picture. I was just like, yeah. But, so I received something... It's like, you know how, this is in regards to V. I know, words. The suspense is killing us all in regards to V, right? Uh-huh. And so like, they're going through a breakup and all that and everything. And I've been a supportive friend because that's what I always am to people. And it's been like a very long and dragged out process. I'm sorry for putting your business out like that. But today I received for the first time well, for the first time, what I perceived as genuine apology. 
Yes. Doesn't that just hit? It hit, and granted, I've been in the place of like forgiveness and just like moving on, and like I don't have those feelings and all that stuff like that. But getting that apology really, and it was today while I was at Target, and I was like, oh shit. That's growth on their end. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. Acknowledging, like apologizing for what took place, but then, and they've done that multiple times, but again, sometimes it's just like it'd be feeling forced, you know, in my opinion. But this time it was not only just acknowledging. You know, not an analogy, apologizing for what happened, but also apologizing for the after effects and I don't want to say allowing, but for me having to then go through the after alone. Mm-hmm. Because in this instance, obviously they're going through their stuff and I've been trying to be a supportive friend in the right. situation. And Luckily enough, I've always had bomb ass friends, so I didn't go through it alone. But also that, like, just that acknowledgement of like I fucked up, mm-hmm. and I wasn't there afterwards to like I don't want to say bedside manner or coddle, but I can't think of other words. So that was that was good, and I was like, you know what? And granted, I I didn't need that because I was already nice. releasing the tether. But it was nice to get, and I was like, right. I, I, someone said tether earlier in the week for me, and it made me think of us and. You've seen us? Oh, <laughs> Not us. Like <laughs> no, us, the movie. And I was like, I need to watch that again. But then I also realized I haven't seen Nope. I haven't either, but I don't either. know if I have any bandwidth. To- I don't even know what it's about. I heard a whole bunch of different things. Me too. But I heard like Kiki Palmer's performance was good. And I'm like, yeah. I like Kiki Palmer. And it's on Peacock. Yeah, I know. For free. And I'm like, no. So I'm getting to the end of couples therapy. <laughs> I think I'm actually on the second before last episode. And now I don't want to keep going because it's going to be over. And so I'm like, I want to wait until season four comes out to then finish three and go. And I also feel like the end of this season, I'm not going to spend this whole episode talking about couples therapy. <laughs> uh, I feel like the end of this season, there wasn't as much resolution mm-hmm. to a lot of the things or unless it all happens in the like the last episode yeah but the only couple that i've seen so far that has some type of resolution was the molly and whatever the guy which they were crazy but i, I thought that was weird so i don't know how that's gonna play into but i did like how in season three and i don't know if we talked about some thing they brought in the peer group and she was like in round table with the other therapists and they yeah. were just all talking instead, instead of just, just her, and so I'm like, that would be cool if like they did spinoffs with the other therapists so you can see their clients because I'm like, as much as I love me some Orna, I don't want to be waiting a year <laughs> to get more Orna. So I'm like, can we get, like there was a black lady that was really good mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but yeah. So that's where and I think they would be able to expand the show very well mm-hmm. if they had different therapists because they'll show just like different styles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Or even moving from New York, going into other states and yeah. seeing what but I guess you won't have to find clientele that's willing to put their lives out there like that, as well as therapists that wanna be recorded. Yeah. As a therapist, I don't want to be recorded. I was thinking about I thought about that as I'm watching it. I'm like, I'm sure Natalie will be there's a gun a gunnat, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I have houseplants now, which <laughs> still thriving, okay. except for one. I came back from DC and one of my succulents was flat, and it's the one I kept in the bathroom. So I'm like, I wonder if no light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a gnat that's been a G net. I don't know why I said gnat instead of G net. Uh, that's been flying around and I can't find it. So I'm gonna bomb the house like a fogger mm-hmm. at some point. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, like boom. <laughs> right, do not come for me. Uh, F- not FDA, FBI. Uh, don't even know where I was going now with that one. What was I saying before the Gannat decided to? The liquor is a liquor. No, you were saying something. I really. Was it about couples therapy? 
Oh, I was watching it thinking it be recorded. <laughs> we were yeah, and I was like Natalie would probably be I was like oh Natalie would be great on a show like this, but then I'd be thinking like I wonder how that makes the therapist feel in being recorded. Yeah. But I guess she's probably been doing this for so long that she's like bring them in. Because yeah. how do you think that, like, do you, we're not spending this whole episode talking about this. Do you think that, like, she pitched the show to them? Like, I want y'all to, like, I have this idea. Or do you think they came to her? Because, like, why would you randomly be, like, as many therapists as there are? Pick like, her, what was so yeah. special about Orna that made people be like, hmm. Because I would say, like, she works with couples, but there's a lot of couples therapists. Literally. <laughs> and I about to say, I've never heard of her before the show to where it's like she's yeah. a world-renowned couples uh, therapist. But I don't know. Yeah, that was an interesting... Um, thing for me but I even watching it like mm-hmm. pick up on thing oh like I would have said that differently or I would have done like so I know people would be like mm, I would do it. and so yeah, the judgment that's just mm-hmm. not- but then we have a podcast that's true <laughs> but it's yeah, not your work I'm not profession. a therapist on my podcast yes like, I'm just regular regular smuggler mm-hmm. girl from the Bronx I'm not from the Bronx y'all I, I, um, I was like oh you were a transplant <laughs> I didn't know this um, do you need to take a actually we are going to take a break but before we take a break and jump into the episode want to announce that we are stepping out of our comfort zone you know this already she, oh. I like how she's looking all like uh, we are stepping out of our comfort zone and we are going to be partnering with another uh, he does I don't he doesn't have a podcast he does a lot of Instagram stuff and it's a mental health based and you know we are big I, As we were just talking want, about it. I've been wanting to say proponent, but we're not proponents. <laughs> we, we are advocates of mental health, and he uh, he has a mental health Instagram, and he posts a lot of stuff. It is Breathe and Embrace, and we're going to be doing an Instagram live with him on April the 11th at 6.30 Central Time, so you can do that calculation, because math has never been my thing. Um, and I can't ever remember which one is East and West, even though I should, because California is <laughs> But California is two hours behind, and the East Coast is only one. And so that throws hmm, all that. So, yes, be sure to follow us on our socials, because we'll be going live uh, from our socials as well as his uh, on April 11th, which is on a Tuesday going up on a Tuesday. So, yes, uh, that is the only announcement I think I have. Do you have any announcements, anything going on in your world before we break and get into some stuff? Okay, I'm going to um, Nothing that I can think of if it comes to me later on, you know. Yeah. This is our show, so we can kind of do what we want. But, yes, on that note, let's take a quick break because I do want some more of this margarita and I need to use the restroom as wow. always. I'm pulling a... I know. Remember how I used to say pulling a TJ? Mm. Y'all, all of nada. I don't anyway, so we're going to end right there. get into this episode's topic mm. dim the lights you what was that on where there was like a thing oh was it deal or no deal where they would dim the lights oh yeah dramatic. <laughs> uh, or who wants to be a millionaire they would do that and it was like whenever they would uh, maybe it's, i don't know something, something. it was a game show it's very yeah. game showy and that's not what we are because we don't play games it's very serious <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, anywho, so yes, this is a Teach episode, Teach Production. And as I said earlier, we are going to be in our hustling bag. Because I feel like the past two or three episodes, besides the um, shoot the shit episode, yeah. we've been in adulting and self care. And so I was like, you know what, let's branch out. Because, yeah. you know, I can always talk about self care. Like because. And I'm never in the hustling bag because I don't really ever think. Aside from when I brought, was it ratchet that I, that episode? That was culture. Was it culture? But you did touch on some stuff. But because your hustling aspect is self-care. Because, yeah. <laughs> so that's where it is. So, mm-hmm. so it's okay. You were t- what is that from? Is that Raven? <laughs> you just said it like Raven. But what is that from? Is that from anything? Okay. Anyway, so yes, we are going to be in our slim bag and so I was sitting here because like I was have been saying work has been working Mm -hmm. and also working my and not even just that like work and then also the organization that I'm a part of it's like there's a lot on my plate yeah but still work is very stressful and so I've been I wouldn't even say just this week. I think it started last week when I got back from D.C. Well, I was just like... And then when I was getting sick, allergies or whatever, the weekend, I was like... It felt like like just exhaustion and da-da-da-da. So I was going through all these things. And then even this week, I was just like, what? And I was like, my first instinct was to say... Let's go have a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this shit. No, but that I am experiencing. Myrna. Yes. There we go. <laughs> it's like, where you Where we go? Where we? At? Where we at? On the right track. And it's just not. So nice. yes, my first instinct was like, oh my god, this is burnout. Da, da, da. And so then I was like, I want to do an episode on it because we had talked about it before, like on the other hustling episode with Ariel, uh, a little bit about just being like tired and not having the the energy to do the things you're passionate about. Right. But, and I remember back when we first started this, like we had planned like an episode on burnout, burnout when we were like going through all those note cards. And that was another thing. It was like, I don't know what to talk about. And I was going to do a couple's therapy episode on love. And but then I was like, the way that I am sounding obsessed with the show is not coming off very well. So I dipped into our little old Rolodex yeah. of topics. And I was like, the first one I pulled out was burnout. And I was like, it's a sign. So I was like, let's take this trip down burnout. And um, as I was doing my research and preparing for the episode, I have uh, awkward pause, pregnant pause. (laughs) Uh, I have now, I see burnout differently, or at least in the ways that it is actually defined Mm -hmm. as maybe it isn't. Burnout, which we'll get into. I want to actually okay. touch on some things, and obviously, you will have a more. I'm assuming that studied at some point throughout your. No, it's not in the in the thingy. Okay, so I did find out as I was researching that burnout is specific to work. It is a workplace yeah. phenomenon. It's not like you can't be burnt out with life. It's like it's specifically in work. Obviously, mm-hmm. other other factors gonna affect that. But before I define burnout, how do you, in your like, what do you when you hear the word burnout, you think? literally what it says like you are just burnt <laughs> out the like you <laughs> like I feel like burnout for me is you are exhausted to the point to where now your quality of work is like taking a hit mm-hmm. your mental capacity obviously is taking a hit and now mm-hmm. it kind of for me kind of has some depression like like mm-hmm. qualities just okay. because 
yes, it stems from work in, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and it bleeds into personal too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, your quality of, of you know performance at work is mm-hmm. definitely you know taking a hit mm-hmm. but, but now it's other areas in your life are de- also taking a hit because you're just depleted see and, so. and this is why it's so good y'all to have smart friends because they can just <laughs> take the words right off of the internet right <laughs> so uh as defined by the world health organization there are there's no statistics in this because uh-huh. we have to run <laughs> we're not gonna revisit this all. <laughs> Um, but I did pull things, not numbers, though. Um, uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. And again, that's from the World Health Organization. And the only statistic that I did look up that I didn't put in here. When do you think burnout spiked the highest? <laughs> So I don't know for people, mm-hmm. but for my profession, mm-hmm. I feel like burnout spiked the highest, not initially when the pandemic started, but literally. when it was like mm-hmm. going yeah. a little bit. So, so that's literally what it's about. Oh, okay. The pandemic spiked a lot of... Yeah, which obviously I know. <laughs> because while a majority of people were able to not work during the pandemic, I feel like that's when I started working harder. So yeah. that was my first time really going through the <sighs> of it. But yes, so we'll go through what uh, they also describe as uh, burnout is feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, mm-hmm. uh, increased mental distance from one's job, yeah. and then reduced professional efficacy, which is literally what you described. So... I guess you've kind of already did it, so I'm trying to see if I want to get you to describe any of your experiences of burnout, but let's actually go through a little bit more. And so again, I got a lot of this research from the intranet mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to actually get some studies, yeah. but then I also want to talk about our experiences with it because I know for sure I've <laughs> <laughs> been through it at least once for sure. And then as I was going through my research and looking at, because apparently there's five stages of burnout, that a lot of the times that I'm thinking right now, I'm in it. I'm not, mm-hmm. according to this. But I mean, I can still feel like this shit is fucking crazy. Anyway, so there's three types of burnouts, mm-hmm. um, and this is according to Fortune.com. There's overload burnout. Excuse me. There's something like on my eye, so I'm like, <laughs> quick little pregnant pause. Not pregnant pause. Just a pause. When I went to the restroom and I washed my hands, I killed a gnat. <laughs> the G gnat. <laughs> I threw soap on it. <laughs> it was in the sink. <laughs> I am a murderer. I'm a gnat murderer. Uh, that's not like it. Anyway, sorry. Back to our regularly scheduled program. There's overload. Over. Overload. <laughs> I think the the, the two kids. Maybe I should have picked a different drink for such a maybe serious topic. But do we ever take anything seriously here? No. <laughs> Mental health is fine. <laughs> anyway. Um, so up to be able to talk about this because we're actually dying inside. You know? What did you? in that segment <laughs> because I heard the end but it was the beginning because I heard limes <laughs> livens our soul mm, not lemons because I heard that um <laughs> yeah that's what I heard and I was like pineapple anyway there's lime juice anyway sorry for the third time we're going to try this again the three <laughs> types of burnout excuse me, our overload burnout, which is when you continue to work at an unsustainable pace, mm-hmm. clocking long hours without any mental breaks, which mm-hmm. which I feel like that is kind of what the most common, like people think of that as the most common thing of burnout. It's like you have so much on your plate that you're just like, and then you start not taking care of yourself and it just, yeah, it's kind of like an, 
autopilot overdrive. Literally, yeah. literally overload mm -hmm. is what they call it. Mm -hmm. Then there's this one. I, I guess I never thought of it that way, that this can become something that is considered burnout. But under challenged burnout, which is when you are not being challenged or stimulated by your job. So it's like literally, again, the same thing of autopilot. You're just going through the motion because nothing is challenging you. You're literally just... Uh, trying to think of what show there was, or I think like Bueller, I think monotone, like that's your job, like yeah. Yeah. it's pretty much punching the clock. And then there is neglect. Severance. That's what it comes. Have from. you seen that? Uh huh. I haven't. When so they I don't. Clock into where he's just. Literally oh, because like, they go. <laughs> I need to watch that. Sounds like kind I need of to watch yeah, that. Severance so, is good. So then maybe you can kind of talk into that whenever, because I don't know. But I I'm not familiar with just different types, and so this is new to me. Me either. That's why I was like interesting, because I, I, again, I've always felt the overload part because you're overworked yeah. but I guess you can be burnt out too it's like if you're just literally going into work you're like you have no and there's another one here too um it's just like you're literally just doing the same thing it's, and you know to an extent um for me with the under challenge I remember when my first job outside of college which I never talk about because I was fired from it after a month um it was one I wasn't doing the job that I was hired to do yeah. and because they were understaffed, so they were waiting to train me. They were waiting all all these things. They just had me doing busy work. Yeah. And literally, after a week, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I'm getting paid to do pretty much nothing. But then it's like, every day for eight hours, you're literally just sitting there doing the most boring jobs. And you're like, I don't want to be here. So, yeah. I guess I never considered that as a form of burnout. But according to Fortune.com, that is considered under-challenged burnout. But then there's also... Oh, you got something? Well, I, and we'll talk about this more, but I feel like maybe that one's not as documented. Probably because not. Because I feel like in the society that we live in, mm -hmm. if we're not challenged by work, we're gonna find something else to do, like at work. Like yep. a lot of the times, if you got free time, people are studying or looking online, like you're gonna busy yourself. And you know, funny enough that you say that, when I first started this job that I'm currently in now, I was very much so overqualified. I've been doing all this stuff. And so that's what Bree and I end up doing is like we weren't being challenged by what we did. So we started adding stuff to yeah. our plate, which I think this could be a thing of under challenge burnout could lead to yeah. overload burnout yeah. because you're you're bored and you're like, well, I can do this. I can do this. And then they start seeing that you can do this. <laughs> so they I give you more and more. And so now you go from that space of being under challenged to overload it. Um, and then, right, where's the medium? Because mm -hmm. everybody likes a medium. Um, and then the third type is neglect, which is you don't feel a sense of purpose and you find it hard to stay engaged in your job. I feel like a lot of people yep. experience that one. Because you, you literally, again, similar to the, I guess, I guess they all feed into each other in a sense because if yeah. you have the neglect, then you can, you can still feel under challenged and you're just like, this is so boring. I don't feel like I want to be here. The maybe neglect burnout was what I was dealing with, with, uh, we'll get there. Uh, but yes, so those are the three types. And again, I again the last two, I had never heard of them before yeah. or even considered those being types of burnout. I just considered it being bored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're just bored at work and until you start finding stuff to do or you start checking out what do they call quiet quitting, stuff like that, <laughs> since that's been a revolutionary thing. And so when I was reading this too, um, reading the articles and stuff about this, they were saying that a lot of these influences led to the great resignation that happened after COVID. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people were mainly the burnout portion, but then also you had these people who were overqualified that got laid off from other jobs yeah. just trying to find work. And so they just went anywhere. And it's like, now you're doing something that's unpurposeful and you're doing things that are boring to you, but it's like you need needed money right, and right. now you're stuck in these things because they keep saying jobs are hiring 
Yeah. They're not, or at least not in all fields. So it's like, obviously with you, mental health, that spike during that. So everyone's looking for therapists because right. clients are, uh, clients, clinicians are overloaded. Mm -hmm. But in other aspects of America, things aren't. So it's like, now you're just stuck at this job you took just to make money, yeah. but you're bored, but you can't leave because you need money but then you're not feeling fulfilled. And so I think a lot, we talked about this before on another Hustle episode, it was the birth of side hustles during mm -hmm. that, because everybody, podcasting boomed, mm -hmm. hello. Uh, at least we waited like, you know, two years after the panty to start ours, you know. Panty. Yeah, yeah, the, the Pantarosa. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, those are the three types of burnout. Yeah. And so now this, the five stages of burnout, which will come mainly focusing on the overload type, mm -hmm. and then I'll give some, examples of all of them and then we can get like into the five stages of grief e e similarly mm, i think it's just they both got five things <laughs> <laughs> or stages excuse me um right <laughs> and so the first phase really isn't a phase of burnout it's just a phase in the job which they call and this is according to calmer.com which is uh taken from a study from winona state university don't know how reputable they are but <laughs> we're going to it was the first thing that clicked up and so obviously people are searching it so i'm gonna go with it but as i was reading through them i i was like okay this is very common it wasn't like they were like the first phase death and i'm like <laughs> let's just go on and throw them out um but the first phase that they have in burnout is the honeymoon phase which is everything's great yeah. you know you're jumping in so I, I when I was reading it I, was, I almost took it as the stages of job deterioration if yeah, anything instead yeah. of just burnout but the first phase honeymoon phase which everyone knows that is everything is good you just got the job you That's got high expectations <laughs> let's hope you stay there I think I will okay let's pray because yeah. I I want this for you <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it, it can't be Worse than I, I've literally You've dealt been a therapist. with therapist. Yeah. All your life you had to fight. <laughs> so, yeah. First stage, uh, honeymoon phase, and it says high job satisfaction, commitment, energy, and creativity. And then we get into phase two, which is the onset of stress, which. Again, every job is going to have stressful aspects. Um, so, you know, you get that. It's like you've, I guess, in the marriage too. You know, everything is good, and then you have that first little red flag of the stress. You're like, hmm. So they said the second stage of burnout begins with an awareness that some days being are more difficult than others. So it's not a consistent thing. It's just like, whoo, today drained. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you will feel. It's that first onset, but it's not a consistent <laughs> basis. You're literally just the first day or you know it's a thursday and you like who i'm ready to get to friday yeah one of those and they said that um some of the symptoms that can show up are anxiety mm -hmm. avoidance of decision making because sometimes that'd be me too i'm like oh it's thursday just gonna have to just wait <laughs> um changing appetite or diet which i thought was funny um fatigue forgetfulness general general neglect of personal needs which when we got into you yeah. talking about it, it affects your personal life this one was interesting grinding your teeth that night i felt like that was a relatively extreme one for the first onset of stress because yeah i mean it, it just sounds like qualities mm -hmm. i mean symptoms of stress in general, in general mm -hmm. but yeah uh, headaches, inability to focus, irritability, because sometimes I be getting on my nerves at work. Lack of sleep or reduced sleep quality. Mm -hmm. um, lack of social, don't know what just happened. Of social interaction and lower productivity. <laughs> it's like, 
for those that obviously can't see us right now, we are recording these as well, and it literally just froze. Yeah, and I'm like, what the heck just happened? So that's what that noise was. I'm gonna try and get it back without stopping the other stuff, but I don't know what just happened. Oh, and there goes that. Anywho, so we'll just continue <laughs> with the recording and we can deal with this after. Um, uh, how long do, do I want to take a break after this so I can try and get that fixed up? Maybe, maybe not. So, um, and the last one was lower productivity. So do you agree with that as a, a typical, what you would, or what you have experienced, or have you ever experienced, okay, if you say you haven't, then I know you're lying. Everyone's <laughs> experienced at least really? that phase mm-hmm. going into burnout because everybody has stressful days at work where you're yeah. just like, Mm-mm. Some like you said, some days hit harder than others, and mm-hmm. it's just like you really feel it, and it's like, <sighs> yeah. Oh, I would, I would say as I'm like going through my notes and stuff like that, I'm sitting here like I'm not drinking. <laughs> that I am for you. Thanks. I mean, we're kind of the same level. I'd be taking longer gulps to make up for the fact that I probably won't get one for a while. <laughs> Plus, while speaking, I need to lubricate. <laughs> um. So yeah, stage two, onset of stress. And then we move into stage three, which I feel like this becomes the most common. As I was reading through this, I feel like this is the most common one. Whereas before you even get to what they consider burnout is we're here, but because a lot of, I'm not gonna say we're dramatic, but we love the drama of it. It's like, oh, the first set I'm burnt out. Woe is me. Woe is me. So the third one is chronic stress. And uh, that is described as experiencing stress on an incredibly frequent basis, which is most of the time. Because I I think even with me, when when I'm like, oh, I'm so burnt out, it's not an everyday thing. It's just like two or three days out of the week, I'm like, Jesus, take this wheel. Um, and the thing, it's funny. Yeah, the tequila sitting. Uh, it's funny because as I was also looking at this, I, um, I was planning this episode on Wednesday after a stressful day. Uh, and I'm just like, Summer started life. reading these things. And I'm like, hmm. But then there was one that I was like, mm-mm. So the <laughs> stage three, chronic stress is categorized by anger or aggressive behavior. Chronic exhaustion. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cynical attitude, which kind of starting to check out of everything. Mm-hmm. And then this one is the one I was like, mm, decreased sexual desire. And I was like, me, mm, you no, know, that's when I be trying to use that. But that's my <laughs> avoidance coming in. Um, denial of problems at work or at home, which I thought that was interesting because. I feel like you would be identifying all, all the time, specifically <laughs> at home. Because you'd be like, oh, I'm tired of this job. Anyway. Um, feeling pressured or out of control and I think I, that's something that I like at work it's like when this when the during what I call burnout and it's like the things just keep coming in and I feel like I don't have a control of what like I can't focus on anything so I feel like everything is just coming and I have no control over right. anything and, yeah. you, and I think that leads a lot into people get, like furthering down I feel like a lot of these obviously symptoms are just I don't want to say gateway drugs, but you it's the spiral. It's the spiral. Like as you're doing these, it leads you deeper into it more so than the actual stress, like the work right. itself. It's the symptom that you're and you mentally and all that fun stuff. Like impact you more intensely. Right. Than the actual <laughs> Right. Um increased alcohol or drug consumption. Mm. <laughs> 
I thought about you when I read this one. Increased caffeine consumption. <laughs> Which I need to talk about. Okay. <laughs> let's pause right. Let's let's park right here. <laughs> so I was literally just having this conversation with one of my clients because I saw a TikTok and this makes so much sense to me and I don't think it ever has registered to mm-hmm. me. But I saw a TikTok where it was like point of view after you take a like pre-workout mm-hmm. and the girl on the video was yawning and I was like I was like, I always yawn, like, after I drink coffee. Like, it's just habit for Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. It doesn't wake me up or anything. And then I'm like, hmm. The comments were like, well, you might have ADHD if it does the opposite effect. And I was like, I forgot that. That's what that does? Yeah, like Adderall and stuff. People who don't have ADHD, Uh don't quote me, y'all, but like... (laughs) People who don't need it, it acts as a stimulant. Like it wakes them up, it boosts them. But that's why people who are prescribed Adderall, oh, that makes have sense. ADHD, it calms them down because it down. allows them to focus on yeah. things. That does make a lot of sense because I, it, in people like in college, for instance, like when you have a paper due and you need to stay up and get it and you need to focus on stuff, you'll take the Adderall, yeah. which I've never taken Adderall, which I probably honestly should <laughs> at this point, but they will be up for days mm-hmm. when I don't think that's how that's supposed no. to work. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me make sure. Let me get back to my, my notes and put my glasses back on. Um, lack of hobbies, missed work deadlines, persistent tiredness in the morning, guilty, <laughs> physical illness. And so this is when we get into more of the, it starts to have the effect on the physical and outside of work. So procrastination at work, social withdrawal from friends or family and uptake, uptick, excuse me, in escapist activities, which can be so that's why I thought it was weird um, when they, I saw the decreased sexual desires because I'd be like, put like that'd be them times. I'd be like, yeah. I just want to. Uh, but then that's an escapist yeah. activity, uh, as well as the drinking and stuff like that. But I thought it was funny as I was thinking about my like own experiences in this of specifically that job, which I was like, oh, having to talk about this job is going to be because I'd be pushing so <laughs> so much. But then as I was thinking about it, it also brought me back to even the first one when I was a vendor in Total Wine. Mm-hmm. During that time, having to work Christmas, like yeah. I feel like that was my first time experiencing burnout, but I don't recall identifying it as that. Mm-hmm. And that was literally like, I didn't want to do anything like when I got home because we were living together. No, we were, I was, I had just left you. No. Was I with you working yeah. in Taiwan? Uh-huh. Oh, because we were living in the apartment, actually. Years. Because I remember having to drive to work oh. a couple of times for those two months, you know, after the July. But um, I remember, like, literally not wanting to do anything after work. I would literally just go mm-hmm. in the room. Like, we would maybe talk when we got in there, but I was in there asleep. And I guess you also would get off later, and then, yeah. you know, Bella liked me at the time. So <laughs> it was a different environment. But, no, like, literally uh, identifying with that of just, like, wanting to isolate. Like, mm-hmm. completely. It's like, I don't... And I think a lot of it came from also a lot of my jobs have been very customer facing yeah. to where it's like I'm drained from all of that. And so I think going into like my current role, this is the first time where the exhaustion has not come from being exhausted of people. It's actually tasks uh. that are coming. So I think that's where things have differed for me, which is why it feels different or it feels more severe to me because excuse me, like when it's people like and I'm consistently having to talk to people and da, 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 it's like my coping mechanism, which we can get into. The, we're going to get into those later, was always just isolation. Like I need time by myself. But yeah. now where it's like a mental thing where I'm like having to think about all these things like I don't 
I haven't figured out the appropriate coping mechanisms until looking at some of these and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, so this is a different realm. So what about you? Chronic stress or have you, do you feel like you've experienced that sense of it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the, there's a vast difference between the second stage and this stage Mm -hmm. because I feel like the second stage is like you're personally affected by Mm -hmm. the symptoms of Mm -hmm. stress. But then when you get to stage three, you're still affected personally mm-hmm. by the symptoms of stress, but now they're outwardly expressed. Yep, exactly. And now other people in other areas of your life are now mm-hmm. like feeling it. And I feel like now that's creating problems on problems when mm-hmm. you already have spiral. a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now you're kind of not digging yourself deeper, but in a sense you are mm-hmm. because it's just like a domino effect that mm-hmm. I don't want to play this game of dominoes. But. Right. <laughs> I think the thing it happens so quickly. Literally. Uh, for me, as your friend, uh, recognizing your burnout, I think the first time that I saw it was that first place, the three-letter one. I don't want you putting them names <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want <laughs> your people yeah. to be listening. But I think that was the first time because as weird as this may sound, I feel like, and maybe you just carry stress well or you don't show it very outwardly so you never got into that phase of three where you're like, but that was the first time during that and also that was during the pandemic mm-hmm. as well that I noticed, I was like, hmm, she operating a little differently. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like, and we were, but we were both going through it at the same time because like, we were both drinking more <laughs> specifically. Like, we would get home and it's funny because despite us being... <laughs> Okay, Lidiaka. Um, despite us both be, God, now I'm like, it's, it's all coming back. <laughs> we would literally, during the pandemic, after working all them long hours, like on Fridays, we would both get out, we would just drink, and we would drink together on the couch and not talk. We would just be sitting there watching TV, just drunk as hell. <laughs> Where now we're having a dance party and a singing party. And that's when delusions <laughs> sets in. Yes, like we would literally, it would start off and we would just be watching like the circle. I think that's when we uh-huh. first, first got on that and we would just sit there and watch and we're like, oh, no. Nah. But then the minute that liquor kicked in, it was just like, eh, here we are. But, or even we would just go to our separate things and then finally after a little bit, come down. What you doing? Oh, about to start the. All right, I'm gonna pull up some Let wine too. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, it's interesting that you now, the job that you're in, can mm-hmm. identify the different, uh, different types of the different causes or the uh, catalysts. Catalysts. No, not the catalysts. But the different. Because <laughs> you mentioned, you said it's not that I'm retreating from people. It's mm. just like I'm recognizing mm-hmm. like. I don't want any more tasks. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, it's always been people. Mm-hmm. Like, and I guess because that's my job. Yeah. Like I just, I didn't have the capacity to talk talk to anybody. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because I was literally for my new job talking to my lead. And so we have a lot of chats, like literally group a chats. lot of chats, which I understand. Oh, I don't miss group chat days. Te- like telehealth. And so mm-hmm. it's a way to stay together. You're not required to to talk in them or whatnot, mm-hmm. but it's just a way to, you know, all Community. communicate. And it's mm-hmm. so many different ones, random ones, like mm-hmm. a serotonin boost and everybody posts their pets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool. Like it, it's mm-hmm. cute. But I was just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't I want to show and talk, but I was like, maybe I'll get there. And then my lead was like, some days I just don't have the capacity to speak to anybody else. Even if it's something like 
mundane mm-hmm. and just really nice. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to you. I don't mm-hmm. want to see you. I don't want to, like, and if I do, I'd rather save it for, like, she's right. married, her husband or something. Like, okay. it's like, yeah, like. I don't, yeah. I, and I think that was the, or that is the thing that now that I'm in this role and obviously now living alone, when I get stressed, I would try to rely on my old things of isolation, which is easier mm-hmm. now because I'm here by myself. It's like, if I don't want to talk to somebody, if someone answers the phone mm-hmm. and ain't nobody come and knock on my door, no uh, Mormons and stuff, would you like to know about our Lord and Savior <laughs> Jesus Christ? So <laughs> I don't have those issues. But then I was realizing as, because this job has always been pretty stressful, at least since I've been by myself, since Brie left. It wasn't as stressful then because it was at sport. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I noticed that like my usual tactics weren't working. Yeah. And so I think that was my first step in realizing maybe this is something different. And that's why, like I said, I always considered it burnout. But then even it literally took me until now to like as I'm looking through stuff on burnout to see the different stages and how the coat and we'll keep going into it. But I'm like with each set or with each stage of burnout, it requires a different type of coping, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like the different causes of the burnout can change what is needed to alleviate the feeling excuse me the feelings of it yeah um but okay so we'll go into the fourth stage which is actual burnout and so it says stage four of is burnout itself where symptom where where symptoms become critical continuing as normal is often not possible in this Mm -hmm. state and it becomes increasingly difficult to cope and so that's why as i was reading this and i was saying before like is this my actual first not my first time uh i felt like for me my first instance of burnout was that last job um where it was like it was coming in so many different angles there was so much work there was no support there was no it's like even when you did write, there was no kudos, which I mean, no, you, just like acknowledgement, acknowledgement of it, and so I think that's when that led to my official burnout and possibly even stage five, which we'll get to. But the category categoristics, categorist, categories, <laughs> <laughs> the symptoms um, of stage four. The characteristics. What was I saying? Categoristics. <laughs> Damn, I, what did I put in? We added that Grandma Yang and I was like, oh, different. Um, the characters. I wish we would have recorded this part because they could have saw me looking like uh, trying to find the dots. Anyway, the characteristics of stage four include behavioral changes, obviously, chronic headaches, chronic stomach or bowel problems. Mm -hmm. And you know, I used to have to run home. Which even still, uh, complete <laughs> neglect of personal needs, desire to drop out of society, desire to move away from work or family and friends, feeling empty inside, obsessions over uh, oh, excuse me, obsession over problems at work or in life, pessimistic <laughs> outlooks on work, <laughs> self doubt, and literally, or and social isolation. Yeah. And so as I was reading that, I was like, that's that literally that job mm-hmm. and even to an extent I would I would say when I was a vendor at Total Wine but only during the holiday seasons is yeah. when it and because that's a three month stretch that's when I was like would well, that be just cons- <sighs> I 
would that be I was like is that just considered just like chronic stress or is that actually burnout because it never stopped yeah like it was it was chronic I feel like it's seasonal burnout <laughs> maybe like how they have coin that write your, write your <laughs> dissertation on that um so yes and I think where I am where I was then with that last job during the pan- pandemic because it affected so much else. It affected my relationship. Yeah. It affected my relationship with everybody. I didn't want to do anything. And I think I was almost like forced by like specifically Drew, like when he would come out there, it's like, we go and do something. And I was like, okay, thanks for taking me. <laughs> but it's like, I would, I couldn't really enjoy it because at the time I was only off one day. Right. And so it's like, even then it's like, it's always looming. And so it would affect me wanting to do things because on my one off day, I wanted to rest. sleep. Like, I wanted to sleep and no barely vacation. And then it was commission based. So it's like, if I don't work, I don't get paid. Right. And so that adds a whole, oh, Another stressor. So do you think you've ever actually hit the burnout stage? Oh, yeah. Oh, when? Please tell me. Um, Because I'm trying to think if I can identify. Was it the three-level company? Yes. And Mm. I think it was still during the pandemic, but once we start going back to in-person, when all of the pandemic still was like going up and down, up and down. Mm. And so it was like, now I'm getting to this point where y'all feel all of your clinicians saying the same thing Mm -hmm. and you're not doing anything to show us that you value us because all you care about is product yeah like Mm -hmm. you just want to make sure that we keep our you know name within the community and make sure that we're still providing Mm -hmm. support Mm -hmm. to our you know clients Mm -hmm. But who's like providing the support to us? Like nobody, and, and I, I, like that. That I feel like a lot of clinicians just felt because it's just like, okay, now we're gung ho. We need to. Everybody's mental health is declining. Blah blah. blah. We mm-hmm. need to make sure that we're there. But it's just like, who is the therapist for the therapist? Literally, and I think you bring up a good point when you said that the value. Uh, and I, I just lost what it was you say, but it's like you aren't. You don't see the value in uh, taking care of us. Right. And so you're okay with depleting us. And I think that's a good call out to like what could be a part of people getting into that phase. It's like if you're, I know specifically was for me, you're doing all of this work Mm -hmm. and there's no kind of, like you said, acknowledgement of you doing this or even like empathy for it. And I think for me now, like in the job that I'm at, as much as there's so much shit on my plate, management sees it and they're working to fix it mm-hmm. and it's like they acknowledge like I know this is like this yeah. we're working and I think that keeps al- you in level three and maybe yeah. go down yes it allows that because it, it's it makes you feel like you're not alone like right. as much as you try to in the coping of isolation and stuff like that it lets you know that there's other people that see what you're going through empathize with you and are working to change it so you kind of hold on longer yeah but then that also could be a double-edged sword because you keep on trying to hold out for this hope yeah but then it's like Okay, because you're trying to hold out and you're trying to be like, they're working, you start doing that, not doubting, but, oh, what is the word? It's another D word. Uh, you start d- uh, d- minimizing what you're actually going. I don't know where the D is. <laughs> minimizing. Uh, you start minimizing mentally. Thank you. <laughs> you start discounting what you're actually going through because you're like, well, no, it's not that bad right. because, you know, they, they see it. It's, I can push through longer, but you're still deteriorating mm-hmm. yourself. Now I'm using all these deep words <laughs> that I couldn't find before. Um, 
so yes so stage four and then the final stage which i thought this was i would have would have never thought that there was more yes than that but it's habitual burnout which which uh is described as the symptoms of burnouts words aren't my friend today um this means the symptoms of burnout are so embedded in your life that you are likely to experience a significant ongoing mental physical and emotional problem as opposed to occasionally experiencing the stress of burnout so i don't i would i had a word and obviously words aren't wording for me today but I think this would be just like it, like you're so used to it that you just begin living in this state. Yeah, of, it's like learned helplessness. Yeah, it's a cogn- cognitive distortion. We're just gonna keep going there. Uh, this <laughs> can be called burnout syndrome. That's probably ice. Sorry, <laughs> that. we both stopped. I'm like mental what? Uh, <laughs> burnout syndrome, chronic mental fatigue, chronic physical fatigue, and this is when depression starts to kick in. Because, That's why I feel like that is. Yeah. It's just literally De- depression. Literally, you have no hope yeah. in anything because you're so used to living in this cycle of constant burnout that you're like, there's no way out of it. This yeah. is what my life is. And I think that's when the helplessness of everything kicks in and you're just like... Because now you're not doing anything to help yourself. And at all. And it's just kind of... It's like, this is my into... life. The ice is melting from somewhere. And that's <laughs> that's like, Maybe in is. the cup? I don't know. Maybe. No? I don't know. It's upside down. I don't know, but we're just going to keep going because maybe they couldn't hear that. We're not crazy, guys. Uh, but we are a crazy little thing called. <laughs> Do you think that you've ever gotten there? I don't think so. Just mm-hmm. because, and I think, I don't know if this is due to me being a millennial and us not staying at places that we're no longer like needed. <laughs> that part. So I feel like... Personally, I don't think that I've ever gotten to that mm-hmm. stage. I do think that I've stayed in the burnout stage longer than I needed to, mm. but because in this world you need money to survive. And Literally. So it like I mean, granted I could have struggled, but mm-hmm. ugh, no, like it, yeah. So I don't think I've gotten to that point because I definitely. Um, made some changes but right. i do think that i stayed in stage four longer than i needed to mm-hmm. um as i was prepping for this i i thought about this is why i was saying this it took a lot of growth for me to do this episode because child i hate revisiting <laughs> but <clears throat> i i because of how throughout the i was with that company for three years three different roles but because of the Every O and D we knew was going to happen, so that was three of them. So I wondered. O and D, y'all, is October, November, December. Yes. So <laughs> just for clarity, when in uh, liquor, obviously the holidays come up. Mm-hmm. October, excuse me, October, November, December are when they are all there because you have Halloween, big drinking one, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. All those are right there, back to back to back. So we're not able to take vacation during those times. So literally for those three months, you are here and it's like half of october so it's technically two and a half months of just no pto having to grind and it's busy so everything is crazy so because i experienced those three times throughout the thing and you knew it was coming sometimes as i was reading that i'm wondering like would that have been considered it because it was cyclical and it wasn't like when it wasn't O and D, the job was amazing it wasn't it was stressful as fuck all the time um but i think the stress increased 
with the last position because with the first one it was a lot of just physical labor yeah um, it didn't take a lot of my mental anything but it was a lot of physical stuff and so i think that's when it like my body started to shut down it was more of a physical burnout from the workplace whereas then with the third one third position it was physical psychological because I feel like they was they was, they was fucking with me <laughs> it wasn't right and so then I'm like I don't know if that would be considered habitual because it did happen every year yeah and it was always in a constant I feel like I was throughout that time always in a constant state of maybe three of chronic stress and then it would increase gradually as that time came and then yeah. would go down so I don't know if that's considered habitual or not but it obviously to the end it yeah. led to a lot of depression and a lot of which I finally said get the <laughs> Because you know it's bad when you quit a job with nothing lined up afterwards. Yeah, which, you took a leap of faith, but yeah, I think that was necessary. It paid off. It paid off. And sadly, tying it into now, my coworker in Chicago, she did that. Like, her last day was yesterday. And so, like, she had nothing lined up, but she was just like, I just can't. So, I'm like, I'm happy for her because I identify. I'm like, yeah. I know what you're going through. And, like, we're, we're still friends, so, like, I have her personal number. But seeing, like... I guess witnessing it to that extent from someone else, and granted, we don't talk in the ways like we would talk about some shit like that, but because we were had been there for the longest together and like hearing her consistently talk about the things that she was dealing with up there, because we had different management, and I'm just like, and then when that finally happened for her to be like, I just can't, I'm like, I see you. Yep. I see I you. See you I feel so you. I understood. <laughs> so it, it does get to that point where you just gotta, which we're going to get into after the break some coping mechanisms before we wrap up everything and then I will have another lovely surprise for Natalie which I don't know if she does know this but it's going to be fun but we'll be right back to try to actually help y'all and not just complain about our lives Literally, and as we were on our break, and I was telling her that this is where we're gonna go through coping, and she had just had a session, so she's about to bring some too. Because you know, as much as we love getting stuff from the internet and listening to other people, it should be relatable to us. Very true. So yeah. yeah. So when dealing with um, uh, what is that stuff called? Burnout. <laughs> I'm gonna be burnt out of liquor. Um, Burnout, again, this is coming from Calmer in the study from Winona State University. Some coping skills. One, what, don't forget about her, too. Uh, the, one of the first things they say is turn to other people. And so, obviously, in a, right. Um, but they were saying it's more so like uh, other coworkers that could be potentially dealing with the same thing. You have that sense of community. Um, which, yeah, it's like normalizing it, but I feel okay. like that can go south really quickly. Because then now y'all just talking about your problems. Literally. And <laughs> yeah, I think I to an extent, like when I was reading this one, um, I think the thing, because when Brie was there, shout out to Brie, uh, when Brie was there, like we were still busy, like because a lot of stuff was coming to us, but because we 
we leaned on each other a lot. And I think that's what we were always close during that job. But also it was like, I know somebody going to have my back when this stuff comes on. So it's like maybe this week I'm more stressed than her. So I know there's somebody to pick up that slack and then vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I think I took that as that. But then also you bringing up that point of you get together and just bitch and moan about everything. And everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, it's time to go. And And maybe that is the solution. But that's not a it's not working towards a solution to but it. I feel like it also too depends on your job because I feel like in that mm. setting that's easy for mm-hmm. you to do because y'all can help each other out right in my like job you, you don't yeah you don't help <laughs> each other out because you have to do your own work in that Correct. sense and now that we're just complaining about it even though rightfully so mm-hmm. now we're exhausted and having to be mentally present in a session mm. by listening to other people's problems it's just like my mm-hmm. lord it's like healthy to a point but then if it just keeps going it's, like, it's okay. just not it's very yeah. counterproductive and i guess they in the study they didn't have like these are coping skills to use for this, this occupation yeah. <laughs> because obviously it's going to be case by case because right. like you said that's different than you and then even going back to the me saying before my burnout came from customer facing stuff I don't want to talk so yeah. talking to somebody is only going to make me even more drained exactly. whereas like these task things you can share the wealth or the burden of tasks but you can't share them yeah makes sense second way they say is to reframe the way you look at work which I also think can be difficult but the way that they described it as work life balance and being able to create that boundary right, in right. the sense of Regardless, like I need to take this time to disconnect. Another D word that I'm struggling with. Disconnect from work and actually go enjoy life. And I think that was the thing for me specifically with that last job. Yeah. I did not have because it was only one day off, and so the one day off I wanted to sleep instead of actually going out and doing fun things. Right. And then I didn't do it after work because I was tired of shit. Yeah. So that that became hard. And I think with this job, I do have more work-life balance and. It has changed a bit because I remember I was adamant, and you can attest to this. Four o'clock came, that phone went on silent. I wasn't checking. <laughs> I wasn't doing no work after four. But then now I've gotten to the place of like sometimes I'll come home and do some work just so that it's easier the next day. Yeah. And I need to get back into that mindset of. Mm. But then also I think like management mindset. But then there me there I go diminished. Di- di- minimizing <laughs> the effects because it's like oh well, this is gonna pay off in the long run and I think I do that a lot too yeah. it's like it'll pay off in the long run and I'm neglecting what I need to be doing for myself mm-hmm. um, in that case um, do you agree with that one what are your thoughts on that one well work-life yeah. balance is always who can disagree with work-life balance <laughs> really? but I think in some like environments it's mm-hmm. hard to really live your value of work-life balance mm-hmm. For me, work-life balance is literally like top yep. of my list. Yep. Like, I am one to not sacrifice my life mm-hmm. for your job. For my job, and yes, it happens sometimes. But like mm-hmm. when I get to that point, something's got to give. Yep. And so what I will say, and this is like specific to my, um, mm-hmm. you know, specific occupation. occupation, is like I feel like the structure of the the agency or company or whatever you're working Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with if you're capable to have work-life balance Mm -hmm. um and so what i mean by that is like the past agencies that i've worked at Mm -hmm. clients always had access directly to me Mm -hmm. and that gets hard sometimes because it's like the guilt the not the guilt the guilt of not answering it's like right and you can 
express your boundaries like this is what you work but mm-hmm. I feel like if you, they have access to you you're always seen as a like on call mm-hmm. like therapist right and I let my clients know like I don't respond and they all know that but it still doesn't take away the fact that I see it I'm not responding mm-hmm. but now it's stuck in my head and I'm thinking about it yep. and so it's just like I was just telling that to somebody the other day I was like you know I got a message from a client and they were like, I know you're off, you'll see this later, but I saw it. So I'm now at Taco Bell trying to drink me a through emotion and now I'm just like, what time they close? <laughs> I can show go, we got, I'm going to get some food, sorry. I'm getting food after this, I'm like starving. But now at this job, which I really do like, like the clients don't have direct access to you at all. That's good. And I'm like, wow. So it's almost like the, the, the company puts the boundary in place so you don't even, yeah, even have to worry about setting it and the only thing that I could possibly put on my personal like phone mm-hmm. is we utilize Google chat um, okay. but that's still not clients that's just mm-hmm. work wise like the staff um, but you know what I'm making the decision not to even put that on my phone Smart. so literally everything on work is on my laptop mm-hmm. and I'm gonna think I'm gonna keep it that way you should I, so, I think that's that's why I enjoy this is the first job that I've had a work phone mm-hmm. and not it's just my personal phone yeah and so I have that like to where that goes over there on the charger once I get home and I'm not checking it unless right. like I mean sometimes I will just for shits and giggles or sometimes yeah. I forget to put it on silent and so it'll go off and I'm like <laughs> it's like you know like when you send that risky text message and you're like I'm going to sleep <laughs> but then it's like you feel the vibration or you hear the vibration and you're like <sighs> or then you know you send it so you like I can't go to sleep because I want to look at yeah. that whole feeling mm-hmm. but yeah agreed and, and then going into we, we said boundaries but uh, the three the third mechanism they use is reevaluating your priorities and one of the things they said was setting boundaries mm-hmm. uh, the second one is take a break from technology so actually disconnect yeah. uh, be creative which that's typically my coping skill um, relax uh, which is so hard to do. The last two on this were hard to do, but I was like, I understand the benefits of it was relax and sleep because, but it's hard to do that when you're in those states because right. you're just like, you you're feel like it's going. never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think the be creative part, I think, um, which y'all will see, um, doing the videos and stuff like last night, like I, I didn't, did I take a nap yesterday? I don't even remember if I took a nap, but work was rough yesterday too. Like it was just a long day, had a lot of stuff, had offsite meetings, onsite, <sighs> all that. And I was like, but I knew I had put off doing this stuff. And I was like, I can't do it tonight. I don't want to be stuck with doing that plus all the other stuff for the podcast tomorrow. Yeah. And I have a hard boundary that Sundays are my relaxation day. Like that's my self-care days. I do nothing is planned unless it's like, I'm going to go have drinks, get my nails, you know, stuff like that. So I was like, I had to do it yesterday. Yeah. But I was like, how am I going to do like duh, all this stuff? But literally stayed up till maybe 11, 12 o'clock. And it wasn't all just do, recording videos and stuff like that. It was like recording videos. And then finally I was like, I'm going to have a drink the drinks that I <laughs> was making. And then I'm going to listen to some music and stuff like that. So I didn't go to sleep till at 1231 o'clock and still had to get up. Right. Still had to get up at six o'clock. Like I always do for work. But this morning I actually woke up refreshed. Yeah. And it was weird. And I remember having that conversation with shout out to Mercedes at work. Mercedes Moore. While we go on our next break, I need to look up her 
TikTok because I need to shout her out too because there were two people that are instrumental in my be creative thing. But um, having that conversation with her today and she was just like, you know, like you have to do that because that's what pours into you. So it's like, despite, you know, you feeling like tired, if you if you start doing things that you actually enjoy, yeah. like it's filling you. And yeah. I was like, you know what? I never thought about that until I actually experienced it. And I was like, you know what? That does make sense. And I, like I was just said, Mercedes, who works with me as well, she works on a different floor, so we don't really interact that much. But then also Cassidy and all of her... I don't understand how she does what she does because she's like in so much shit. Mm -hmm. Like at work, she has a lot of stuff. She's like a part of the... she went to Howard. So she's a part of the like Howard Houston alumni thing. And she like organized all this stuff, plus her Instagram and all the content that she yeah. makes. And I think like we've been, now that I've been working on the floors instead of just in the lobby more, talking more and communicating. And I'm like watching her be creative and then still go home and do all this stuff. It's kind of revitalized my passion mm-hmm. for it. So shout out to you, Cass. A uh, little quick shameless plug. Follow her on Instagram. Work that Cass. Uh, she makes amazing videos. She's a little influencer. She got an agency. So if y'all need help, anyway. Shameless plug. Um, so going back, uh, what are the, any comments on the reevaluating your priorities part or anything that you want to add to it based off of the conversations you've had, you've had at work? Yeah, um, I think all of those I would agree with would be helpful. And I think I think the only one that I'm like, it depends on the person is the be creative part. Mm-hmm. Because for me, that's completely opposite. Like being creative uh-uh. is not what Because I, I didn't see you be creative when you were making food. I didn't see you. <laughs> I didn't see you do some drinks and be like, well, "We just go." That could be considered creative. <laughs> that could. I think mm-hmm. in what um, a more likely switch for that one would be instead of just be creative, but it's just obviously do something. You said it. Do something that pours back into you. Correct. And mm-hmm. you know, it's hard because when you get to those moments, it's mm-hmm. like you don't enjoy the things that you used to enjoy doing Mm -hmm. because you just don't have any energy. But I think it takes you pushing yourself to just do this one thing Mm -hmm. to be able to like make time for this in a consistent manner for a specific amount of time. And for Mm -hmm. me, that's working out. It's like, I know I'm dog tired and I don't want to, but if I do it, like I just feel so much better. And so, yeah, I think doing, I like how you said doing something that just pours into Mm -hmm. you. And we're going to get into what you just said. I'm going to piggyback on the creative part. It's one of those things like I can be dead ass tired, like even like work on Fridays. But when we come and start doing this, Mm -hmm. like energy comes and it's like, it's fun. And this is something that, I mean, we're literally just sitting there talking, but even like as I'm editing it, I'm like, Ooh, and then I'm learning different stuff. And so that's the thing for the podcast that pours into me. Afterwards, I'm still back to being tired. But in that <laughs> moment, I'm just like, ah, this was worth it. Right. But uh, going into the fourth and the fifth reason, <laughs> 13 reasons why, uh, the fourth and the fifth reason, which you touched on, is exercise and then uh, five is diet. So obviously watching what you eat, getting active and doing yeah. stuff. And that is something that I think has been saving me because I've been back into working out specifically this week after a two-week break. But that has helped in my energy levels despite being tired. But it's like I can see the difference after I work out at 5 30 in the morning mm-hmm. and go to work like I have more energy it doesn't it's not sustainable energy but I'm not like as dead as I was before I came yeah. in there even though I go into that gym dead diet I'll let you talk about that because mine uh <laughs> I, I have no uh no, and I feel like those two go hand in hand for me like mm-hmm. hey, they should go hand in hand for everybody but <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like over yeah if I I if I'm eating like shit, I feel like shit. Like I can do it every now and again, but when As it I'm becomes a consistent Bell. thing, 
I I feel it and I just get in this rut and it's just like okay well I'm not even gonna work out because I mm-hmm. just feel like it would be pointless and so right. yeah those two definitely go hand in hand for mm-hmm. me and for sure like directly influence my energy level mm-hmm. and so, just your mood in general yeah. yeah. But is there anything, because those are the, the, the five that they had. Is there anything from your conversations at work that y'all did, I don't want to say determined. Why are the D words really, really hard for me today? I don't understand. Was there anything that y'all talked about that wasn't in this list that you feel like would be beneficial? So for me, mm-hmm. and I do apply this, and I actually like tell this a lot to my clients but it was interesting that this is something that we actually talked about when I did meet with my the other clinicians or whatever but like be proactive and what I mean by that is mm. like go ahead and schedule breaks like mm. don't wait until yeah. you get tired and to the point of burnout to mm-hmm. now take a break because nine times out of ten you're not even going to really be able to enjoy it to the full extent because you're just going to be trying to revive yourself you're in a state of like survival at that point and so I think being proactive and just already scheduling breaks Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. and there and I always go back to my mom and I shared this with the other clinicians too I was like my mom she works in the school district and she always used to say like you know the start of the year starts and like you're like okay we're doing it okay it's getting a little tired bam thanksgiving break and then it's like okay we're okay. wait the start of the year Christmas. is thanksgiving i mean september october like you're like okay oh okay break. why was i in the thing of school starts in january <laughs> <laughs> that is not when the year of school starts that's how you know it's been a while since i've been in school <laughs> but then she was like okay now we come back new year we had two weeks off or in the groove okay i'm starting to get burnt out again spring break and mm-hmm. then so all of those, those breaks, breaks scheduled in like it's super helpful mm-hmm. um and that's what too the st- structure of this agency that i'm in right now mm-hmm. they give us one day off a month and regardless mm-hmm. of if there is a holiday or not mm-hmm. we take the holiday if it's a holiday mm-hmm. but if there's no holiday they just give us one that's nice. and so i was like that's really nice mm-hmm. um to be able to do that um as well as I'm already thinking about, like, I'm looking at it in a year already, just trying to figure mm-hmm. out. I said I wanted to take a um, a trip or something quarterly. Like, oh, I wanted, not a bit of a trip, y'all, <laughs> but just to have take time off, you know? Right. No, I that's wanted, good. like, quarterly. Like, we need to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smart. I, and I, again, going back to shouting out Cassidy. So, Cassidy has been under my current manager now always so she's always had this and so his leadership like he's like take your vacation use your vacation you need to work from home like let me know and so Cassidy has been hopping Mm -hmm. like everywhere like right now she's on PTO she's in Cancun and so right um my thing was and I think I don't know if we talked about it or not but it was one of those things of like use your vacation it's there for a reason and I think I've always been because trauma response because my other jobs I didn't have that luxury of just taking vacation or if I wanted to take a vacation it was like a struggle right. and I couldn't take it for these the, these were blackout dates and stuff like that there were so many stipulations around it that I was just like well I'm not gonna you know I don't think I should but I don't know I already took two days this week just random Fridays just and to do that's what I feel like is helpful because yep. it just kind of gives you a, a little sprinkle to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, the sprinkles like, oh, are for winners. week or whatever. And yeah. even with this job too, mm-hmm. like, obviously we work from home and they know that we work from home. 
they are not trying to micromanage us so because great. we work from home. They're like, if you do your job, go walk your dog, go like, walk go exercise, go, go do what you need to do. Like, that's don't good. sit at the computer all day. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I can't appreciate because it's just like, as long as you do your job, like mm-hmm. we're not about to throw an extra task to keep y'all busy. busy. That's so smart. And I'm like. See, management. And I think that's a big part in the burnout, too, is the structure of the companies. Yeah. But anything else before we wrap this up that y'all discussed that you feel like would be eye-opening, mind-blowing, beneficial to the listeners, all the people out there in America? (laughs) Um, Nothing that I can think of. I guess the only thing that I would highlight, because we mentioned it earlier, is that it's just super important to feel valued in Mm -hmm. what you do like you can be in a highly stressful environment at work but if you don't feel valued that's where you just start getting to that like spiraling downfall Mm -hmm. um and i will say having experienced my first all full staff meeting um with this new job like that's what they were talking about they're like what do y'all need first thing that came up was raises and I was like and they were like the Texas people like y'all don't have to worry about like productivity just yet you'll just automatically get a raise I just started okay and I am not mad <laughs> there we go so it was just there like, we go okay um and so they were like talking about other ways that you know you feel valued and like what works for you and so just you know things like that I think it's yeah. super important um just to make sure that you are being the best you you can be at there you work. go you got to show up your best self to show up for other people at work um but on that note that is going to wrap up this conversation please let us know excuse me now i got the hiccups because <laughs> my, my hiccup was holding it into the end um let us know your thoughts on this topic it, you, you can let us know your experiences with burnout in the comments on our social media pages all that fun stuff or if you want to send us an email you can send us an email at crazylittlepod at gmail.com uh, to let us know about all your experiences with the topic and all that fun stuff. And now, it's not sports shorts or anything like that I'm about to go into. <laughs> but I do have a lovely surprise, and I don't know if you know this, but I don't think you know this because maybe you do, I don't know. But I'm lost. after eight months, can you believe season two started eight months ago? Wow. Right. After eight months, and even longer than that, because we started at talking about this. Somebody dog's not happy. Um, we started talking about this during season one, but officially kind of kicked it off season two as a ploy. After eight months of asking and putting it out there, we got our first question. <laughs> <laughs> our first and two. So I was like, okay. So I, I, we, I've been, I boosted some posts before. And so I think we just got more followers. And so we have new listeners. Yeah. And so we have two. Oh gosh. I know. Um, and they're not the question. You, you saw what I posted on Instagram. They're not those questions. These are actually from the email. This isn't uh, from that app of anonymous. people talking about who y'all. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so we have two types and I'll let you choose this one we're going to go with first so you okay. can see. So we have one that it's not a baby daddy problem, but it is a, <laughs> it relates to that. The other one is about parental stuff. So which one do you want to go with first? What are you feeling? What is the air tasting like up there for you? Um, I'll go with the parental one. Okay, started off safe. There we go. <laughs> and 
again, if you have need advice, have questions, you can send your questions to askcrazylittlepod at gmail.com. And, you know, we may read it up in here. I'm about to I'm about to allow this to be your thing um, to take yeah. over oh, yeah. since, you know, a therapization. Um, this person did not say if they wanted us to use their name or not, so I'm not. This is from a guy. Uh, that's what I would say. Um, and their question, uh, the subject was parental problems. Um, it says, you both have talked before about having issues with the parent when you were younger. How do you go about reconciling with the parent or family member that has done that that you have had issues with in the past. Mm. Yeah. I feel like, again, with a lot of things, it's really dependent on the situation. Correct. And it's dependent on who that family member is. Right. Um, I wish they would have gave us more, more. on like, their specific. Y'all gotta be more detailed. Y'all gotta write us letters. I want it to be like <laughs> Moesha, dear time. <laughs> with the music playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of a person that comes to mind. What I don't know. I, they said we both talked about it in the past. I know I've talked specifically. Yeah. But the only person that I could think, well, I don't even know you've had issues. Did you speak about stuff with your dad in the past? I don't think I did to the extent, because I mean, it was never really like issues. It was just kind of not present, you know? Okay. Um, well, how did? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I don't know if you've had issues with anybody. Then. But how how did you go about reconciling that situation then? I think for that situation, it mm-hmm. was just like getting older and creating the relationship that I wanted to see, as opposed to like sulking over what it's spill not. Spill milk. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> mm-hmm. what's, what's the use of crying over spill milk? Right. Um, I do like milk, though. Because as I was getting <laughs> older, obviously, I have more control over my life and my relationships, right. you know, with people. And so, I think that's kind of how I uh, approached that one. Okay. The only one, other one that I can think of is <laughs> talking about me and my grandmother. And I don't know. I, ain't I didn't know. even think about that. <laughs> Got no uh, <laughs> answer. No advice for that. Was she not the right one? Where we're at now, the relationship is just non-existent. Mm, and, so, and I feel you. And I, and I think it it went through a lot of hoops and back and forth okay. for that mm-hmm. to even now get to that point. But um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm at peace with the decision, but I am trying to make peace and just mm-hmm. kind of boundaries. Like, we got bygones because I don't want to now further ruin the or shade the good times and the positives like by forcing you know Mm -hmm. things to be the same or differently because it's just Mm -hmm. it's just not worth it not worth it right no no completely get that me on the other hand obviously i've talked extensively about both (laughs) parents uh (laughs) in that i don't think i've had issues with other family members outside of the mm, one of them there's no reconciliation that man um, uh, but I don't that, that ain't family member. No. Um, I, I guess mean, it, is. it was uh, not anymore. No, this is, he's related to a person who's related to you. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I think for me, I guess because the first one, I'll start with my mom in that situation, which I don't know if I ever talked about that one. I know I talked about my dad before, but my mom and I went months without really speaking at all uh, over a Thanksgiving incident where 
just, I don't wanna say neglect. And this was when I was older. All of these things, I guess all of the, this has all been when, since I've been older, honestly. Yeah. It hasn't been, um, I mean, it was in the past, but anyway. Um, and I don't actually know, I, I can't think of what it was that began the reconciliation of that. And it's still not perfect now, like by any means. But I think the thing that started that process was her, mm-hmm. like consistently reaching out and wanting to rebuild something. And I think, and it was weird because this happened after she was sick. Yeah. Um, and so there's always that lingering thing because she was like, that could have been it. Um, and so then, keeping that in the back of my mind of like you know this is your mom and I hate when people do that this is your parent you know you should but it's like that has to be a two way street right you know like they have to value that too and so I think it was just the fact of at some point the consistent trying Mm -hmm. from her was just like okay like you're trying so it slowly broke down the walls or the the guard that I had up in that situation to allow just slow trickles of communication between us and then I don't know. I mean, it's still not like perfect. Yeah. Like we still have our, but it's just okay. It's I'm getting the door now. It's opened the door, and it's also like I think because of those situations, like she understands now. I'm grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my boundaries that I'm not gonna cross, um, and so that's allowed for us to build a different relationship yeah. than what. And I think that comes from her and her mom. Are, they live like right there. <laughs> they talk every day. And I think she wanted to recreate that with her children. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's not me. Right. And it's never going to be me. And so now I think it's finally sunk in. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna talk to him every day, but he'll reach out if he needs something. Yeah. I can, he'll respond to a text if I text. So I think that's what allowed for that is just more so on her. It was more so on her end in that case of just like recognizing that things, if, if I want a relationship at all, then I think I need to evaluate some things. And I think there's still conversations that need to be had, but we're copacetic. Mm-hmm. We're good. Like, obviously, just have one tour. But I think that's just it. What it requires is you putting in boundaries mm-hmm. and the other person adjusting Correct. or yep. not adjusting. So, like, that, I feel like, is what mm-hmm. leads to reconciliation or not. Right. But regardless, that's what needs to take place. Yep. Exactly. And then with my dad, I don't even know what, why we reconciled. I, I think, I think it was the same thing. Like, cause I was very firm in my <laughs> fuck you. Um, you and I think it just became like, again, just slowly reaching out. And then finally, why did I go? I think it was also you. Cause you were like, this is Thanksgiving was, it had been a year. Like we like talked randomly, but nothing. Yeah. Um, and so then finally Thanksgiving came around and I was like, you were going home and you was like, well, you should go. I didn't have my safety blanket of the other family that I had been spending holidays with anymore. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so we'll go. And then I tried to go into it with an open mind, but also being like, this is me now, yeah. this, this is me, uh, <laughs> right, uh, all that, and surprisingly, and I didn't tell them I was coming home, I just showed up, and surprisingly, I walked in the door and got an apology, and that was weird, because that, he's never apologized for anything, and I think if, my sister but it's because you were so firm and consistent in your boundaries, and I feel like it takes people realizing that you're going to do what you say. Correct, and I think, yeah, that's, and I think also for me, 
with him specifically because my mom have always been that way um i don't know why i held that up so hard i ever scratched my finger um <laughs> with him i was always very timid compliant and stuff like that and so finally because i was so dependent yeah. mm-hmm, very much so and so then finally to be in a space where like i'm on my own and i'm, I'm handling things more so for myself that i didn't feel the need to bow right and so I put those boundaries in place, and then eventually I think, and I also think it was a respect thing, like, oh shit, you know, maybe I did raise somebody that gets that on their own. And so that finally happened. My so mom I think. always said I shouldn't have sent y'all to school. She said what? She always says I shouldn't have sent y'all to school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I you think that, <laughs> for me, that was what uh, helped with those two situations. And I can't think of other ones, because like I said, with the other former one, there's no reconciliation. <laughs> Uh, I shouldn't have said that out loud, but I meant it. Um, anywho, and so uh, thank you, sir, for that question. And now on to a more fun one. Um, this subject one just says, I got a question. Um, and it also says, please don't use my name because their name is in the email address. Um, so, yes, if you want this to be anonymous, you can't just let us know. Don't use your name. We ain't going to put you out there. Uh, this one is a little bit more detailed. So we got so good thing we started with the not so detailed and then we can end with this one. So... <laughs> Um, let me let me lubricate for this one. All right, it says, I am a 28 year old woman. I was with my BD, which I, I'm assuming means baby daddy, since we were in high school and we have two kids together. Two years ago, we broke up, and then in parentheses, she put, is that parentheses? Yeah, not quotes, a COVID casualty. Uh, <laughs> recently, he has started dating a girl we went to high school with. Back in high school, she was a complete bitch to me. We were both pretty popular, but ran in separate circles, so the occasional drama ensued. Well, now she's dating my ex, and I feel a way about it, and I don't want her around my kids. (laughs) Am I wrong for this? How would you go about having this conversation with him, or should I talk with her? Help me out. Thank you. Love listening to you guys. Ooh, that's a good one. I, I was like, when I read this, I was like, I'm going to let Natalie take this one. <laughs> well, so no. I don't think that you're wrong for feeling that because mm-hmm. those are kind of like unresolved, like, situations that brought about negative feelings. Mm-hmm. And now this person has re-entered your life in a different capacity. And not by your choice. And not by your choice. <laughs> and so, and what I mean by a different capacity is like, okay, you could have took it. You, you took it when it was just you, but now you have literal beings that mm-hmm. are from you that are now kind of involved in the mix. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you are totally in your right to feel how you mm-hmm. feel. Where I think you might be in the wrong is to allow that feeling to sit and then now treat your baby daddy and the girlfriend accordingly because mm-hmm. This is not high school anymore. Right. You are now grown. Right. And now you have to either resolve it, acknowledge it, and move on. I do think it's worth acknowledging. Right. Because if you just kind of like act as if nothing has happened Mm -hmm. and just kind of try to push on, you're going to always just still think about it. Right. And so, and then you're going to feel like as if they're not being held accountable for what you know you felt and what, Mm -hmm. you know, happened. And so... I think acknowledging it, and that could be quick, quick, swift. swift. <laughs> <laughs> it don't need to be drawn out or anything right. like that. But I do think a conversation, probably with all three of y'all, mm-hmm. would be helpful just to acknowledge it. But then 
switching the game plan like this is next step and preferably before she get around the kids yeah but if if she has already gotten around the kids I would just say just next steps like this is my expectations when you are around Mm -hmm. my kids you Mm -hmm. do this I don't have no issues with you Mm -hmm. Um, I would kind of stress the boundary of just co-parenting be between you and the kid's father Mm -hmm. not between her at this point that's not a wife that's not Mm -hmm. you know a, a specific like person in their life just yet and i'm trying to see if she did she say just recently started dating because i know she said they broke up two years ago yeah so i mean probably not Mm -hmm. at that point recently he started dating Mm -hmm. oh yeah so so yeah she don't need to meet the kids you don't need to put (laughs) or anything like it is okay for him to have a discussion with you if he Mm -hmm. wants to about certain things but other than that like he doesn't need to include his girlfriend in on co-parenting issues. Correct. Like it just Agreed. needs to be y'all too. And so I think, like I said, you're in your right for feeling the way that you feel. You just need to acknowledge it swiftly. Like I said. <laughs> and now plan for the future. And what that looks like is just laying out some boundaries, laying out some ground rules. So when uh, X, Y, Z happens and you popping off, they know why. Because we right. talked about this. We talked about it. Okay. <laughs> so, I like that one. That one's that That one's is good. such a good um, calm <laughs> answer to that. Because the what first thing... <laughs> well, first of all, I, I, answering the first question, I don't think you're wrong for feeling this way because that's your memory of yeah, this person. Exactly. That, that's your only interaction with them is them being this way. My first thing, and this is sad, and I am petty, and I acknowledge my pettiness, and I acknowledge the... I don't even know what it's rooted in, if I could be honest with you. And I think that's why I don't deal with a lot of people from mm-hmm. high school. But my first thing is, have they always been in contact? <laughs> because we went to high school together. So have you been, oh, did, like what happened that you just magically, we broke up and now all of a sudden she's, you know, that's just random to me. So I, I always start thinking. That now is issues regarding y'all's relationship. Correct. Not that ain't nothing to do with her. Yeah. Unless she's been around that whole time. And then that's a problem because now you're not going to be around my kids because I'm salty now. But, um, but then that's my own vendetta. To the kids. Yeah, that no, is, I understand that where is. you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the uh, in the same sense because I've been lucky enough to my mom and stepmom having good relationship yeah. um, with each other as far as I've known the whole time. And again, my dad and stepmom went to high school together mm-hmm. and my mom went to a different school. So she's all, they they know of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I guess it's kind of the same shit. Yeah. Right? Um, and I don't recall, and granted I was young when all this, I was in second grade when all, or first grade, shit. Damn, damn she's been around for a while. Love you, Nanny. <laughs> um, that there was no drama and so like from me I can't speak from the baby mom experience because I'm never going to be one of those but I can speak from <laughs> <laughs> from the, the from the um, perspective of the child, the child. Yeah. is not having not seeing that drama between my dad and mom and whoever they were dealing with really I guess changed my purse or maybe respect that whole situation more because on the other hand, I've seen other things where, hmm, you know who, that it's always been petty and catty and I'm just like, that, like how is that beneficial to the child? Because then you are always going to take your parent's side and so right. then it makes you look at your step-parent as much as they're around all the time. And not saying that these people are about to get married, who knows, they just started dating. But they are 28, so time is... <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, 30, 30. Uh, oh, two kids. I could not imagine having two kids, Chelsea. Um, 
Yeah, so it's just like I think for the sake of the kids, I would think that would be my number one priority yeah. in that situation yeah. because you don't want that memory of your mama and your potential dad's wife, dad's girlfriend, someone that could be around for a while to be that. Because then it puts the children in our place because obviously she's going to be around, but right. then you always have these feelings of like having to choose sides because yeah. this woman could be completely nice to your kids but because she was an asshole to your mama now you like Black conflicted yeah that's conflicted. why I, I feel like that's the the question that you have to use to mm-hmm. kind of gauge things it's like do i want my children to yet have another loving adult in their life regardless of if they're going to be mm-hmm. permanent or not but do i want to like block them from having just a loving adult and so that's right. where the boundaries need to come it's just like yeah you don't know if they're gonna stay together or be together mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be but for right now this is what needs to take place mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know and if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out you don't have to worry about nothing but at least you didn't create extra drama right around that situation for something that could potentially be nothing or could potentially be something that you're gonna have to deal with for at least 18 years because the kids <laughs> gonna be there for right there and I don't know how old your kids now so it might not be 18 years now but there you go literally um, yeah those are fun I actually yeah, enjoy other people yeah, for a chance not having to talk about our lives <laughs> So, on that note, be sure if you have any questions that you want to ask or advice that you need. Again, mental health therapist that's not your therapist, but she's licensed, y'all. <laughs> and somebody who is just mentally ill. Um, <laughs> and they can give you two different perspectives of whatever. Send us your questions to askcrazylittlepod at gmail.com. Is there anything else you have for us, Natalie, before we literally skedaddle? I'm going to talk about it. I knew you were. I am. I am so hungry with this. I've been trying to drink this drink slower. Do not drink and drive, kids. But um, anyway, <laughs> anything else that you want to add? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I'm pretty good, aside from, like, adding TV shows that I'm watching, but, like, literally is everything. Um, what have I been watching? Well, um... You did you finish Swarm? No, so I've I really started. watched the first episode, but that's something that I need to watch because that's all. Uh, Damson, Damson Idris just posted like on Instagram, like that scene where he. Spoiler: If y'all haven't watched the first episode, but he dies in the first episode. Well, goddamn! Literally, so uh, <laughs> he posted the scene of just like how it was like filmed like ugh, ugh, disgusting. Anyways, mm. but yeah, I need to watch that. I've been seeing a lot of talk of the main actress you know, that Dominique is, Fishback I think is her name yeah. or Danielle Fishback Dominique or Danielle I think it's Dominique Fishback saying that this is not like Beyonce and it's I'm funny like, because Drew Drew started it and he was like I know they saying it's not but come on and, I mean, and then later on the night he was like they even mentioned the bite Remember, like, that whole thing where, like, someone, like, bit, whatever. So, yeah, I'm interested to watch it. it. They even Mm -hmm. mentioned to a, there was one part, and it was like, uh, oh, no, I don't like the, the celebrity is in Nyjah. Okay. I think, uh, no, I don't like Nyjah. I think, I like her sister. She's more spiritual. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, no, no. Once, I think you'll, like. I'm going to watch it. I said I was going to try and watch it this weekend. But, yeah. Because I still need to finish you. I have yeah. it's part two. I haven't got to part two. I and these are that. There's a bunch of shows. I feel like I haven't watched Grey's in a while. I didn't watch this week's Abbott. Yeah, um, there's so much. I've been watching. I've been catching up on all of my drug related shows, which I think I'm BMF, good now. You like, caught up on yeah, that? Yeah, BMF. You started Power. I started the first episode. I think there's How many like two there? now. Oh, okay, I need or, to watch. 
I need to check and see if Nanny T's actually bought stars because I want to watch that. I need to sign in to her thing because I need to see that. Alright. I've been I watching. made a thing on mine. No, because yours is the Jacoby's. I never. Uh, did my mama. Okay, we're going to sign in. <laughs> um, I've been watching the SWV and Escape show. The drama. That's a lot. I think that's what I've been watching that on Mondays. But yeah. Have you watched Accused? I think we were talking about this last time. We watched an episode with Chelsea, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Or two, yeah. it was one with Drag Queen. Yes, yeah. We that one. That. So I've watched that with you. Apparently there's a show with Carrie Washington called Unprisoned. Uh-huh. Uh, have you seen that? I haven't seen okay. it, but I've seen the like, trailer. Trailer for it. I want to watch that. Carrie Washington's actually releasing a book, a memoir kind of esque thing. And it, the thing looked really good. The trailer that she put out for it, it didn't come out till like September. And I'm like, that's a very long time, Carrie. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of, that's might be the next book I read as I haven't been reading, but I need to get back into it. Yeah. But, you know, I've been watching TV, but not watching TV because my go-to has been... It actually hasn't been HGTV. It's just been couples therapy, um, which is why I'm, like, <laughs> taking a pause. I'm taking a pause. I've just been listening to music and trying to focus on creating. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, on that note, <laughs> we're going to get out of here. Be sure to follow us on social media, on, well, Instagram and TikTok, at Pod. Um, send a, send your questions to ask crazylittlepod at gmail.com and don't forget we will be doing our live Instagram live I'm about to say live stream which I guess it is yeah. Instagram live on April 11th at 6.30 central time you can just follow our Instagram and you will see when we go live and we'll be talking about all kinds of fun stuff uh, I think the focus of this one because we are not the leads we are just being I guess interviewed yeah. which is again we're always talking about ourselves but about self affirmation and things like that so if you if that piques your interest be sure to join us on april 11th and on that note we will see y'all in two weeks as always yes bye Bye, peoples thank you for listening